0: Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls.
1: We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it,
0: we have real shit and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone and we're never quiet.
1: We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Arielle. And I'm Amanda. And today we're going to be talking about friendships and how to know when to let go, to move on, and when to keep fighting for those friendships. Like, when are they...
0: When have they reached their expiration date?
1: When have they reached their expiration date? And, you know, I, to kind of prepare for this podcast, I went online and looked at some stuff and we're actually at, we're not midlife, but the, our, an article I found talked about people and like their midlife kind of reassess their po- uh, podcast, their friendships. Hopefully I can talk today and we don't have- What
0: did they say midlife was? Well,
1: I can, I consider midlife like 50. Oh. What do you consider midlife? I mean, I feel like midlife could be no. I mean, it kind of it 40. could be if we this died at second, eighty. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be halfway. But I was just talking
0: to my husband about it last night. Like, this could be more than half of my life could be over. We, that's a, a well, big yeah. reality, right? We could like, die in five years. Well, totally. We don't know. But if you li- if you die at an older age, yeah, like eighty seems, yeah, like like to a be honest, I don't know if I want to live <laughs> any longer than that. Well, my
1: in laws are like, and there's mid seventies and they're, yeah. they're rocking it. They're yeah. still doing good. Depends on what your health is. Yeah. It's health, fa- health span versus age span, right? Well, age I told span. my husband
0: last night that we are middle-aged.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I think I am midlife.
0: <laughs> and to your point, which I'll let you continue. I think I like feel that like I'm going through that myself, like yeah. reevaluating what's important to me yeah, and who's important to me right, and what's worth fighting for and what's reached its expiration date. So yeah. Go ahead. Maria.
1: Okay. Well, so I found something in psychology today that said we spend time with people as we get older who truly matter. And the older we get, the more that this happens. Obviously, if you're in your 70s or 80s, you're like, I don't have any much more time left. Like, I don't want to spend my time with people I don't like or people who aren't nice to me or mm-hmm. people who I don't share any common interests. Like you get more specific about your friends the older you get yeah. because, you know, time is running out and time is precious. Right. So it did say that time and compatibility are the two major drivers to help decide what friends to keep when you're older. This is like something that's actually been studied in the research. And this article in Psychology Today Online said the more friends we hold on to, the less time we have with each of them. So that's something to consider that obviously if you're in your 70s, you can't spend time with 20 friends every day. Like you have to limit who you're actually spending time with so that you can actually have quality time with them. Sure, yeah. And then if you don't do that, then you uh, you risk having a bunch of shallow friends, which you and I have talked about a little bit. So like most of my life, I've always had like core groups of friends. I've never been anybody who's had like 50 just so-so friends. Yeah, I've always had like one or two really close friends and, and a couple... More that are not as close, but no, nothing like I've never felt like I had to fill up a whole like have like 50 friends to like feel like I had a lot of friends. Like I've just never yeah. been like that. But I know there's a lot of people out there that do do that. And I am do that have, person. Yeah. yeah. So it's just different, different yeah. people. But I think now like we're not, I don't know if we're midlife or not, but whatever we are. I'm midlife. I, I claim think it. you get to a point where you start to reassess who your friends are because Well, we kind of talked about this on another episode where it's like, it's hard to have friends when you're an adult because Mm -hmm. you have your kids' friends and you want your kids to get along or the husbands to get along and the wives to get along. Like there's just so many different things yeah that go on in a friendship as an adult versus, well, it's not versus just like you
0: and that person having compatibility it's you and your crew
1: yeah you and your family and yeah. you can still have friends outside of your family it's just you don't have as much time for them because you're mm-hmm. always with your family or if you're somebody who's not always with their family then I guess you do but there's just a lot of things I think that can affect your friendships yeah. as an adult that that aren't you don't worry about when you're younger um okay so the other thing that it said in the article was that Older people don't take the risk. As they age, they turn towards meaningful friendships and let go of the rest because time is limited, like I just said. And then um, for them, more isn't always better. They don't always need so many friends. So there were some questions that I screenshotted that I was going to go over. Okay. Okay. So these are some questions you might want to ask yourself about your friendships that you might be wondering about. (laughs) So do I feel like they are rooting for my success? Yeah. So I think that's really important at this stage in life. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as much when you're younger, but. But I now. Right now is
0: really important because we're going through so much being midlife girls.
1: Yeah, and for all. sure.
0: Right. Knocking, or knocking on the door of midlife, right? Like for for me, I'm going through lots of stuff. I'm going through this sort of self-discovery phase of my life yeah. where I've given so much to my husband and my family my kids, their school, everything that I've kind of lost sight of who I am and what I want and where I'm going. So I, am finding myself wanting to only be around people that are going to like nurture and feed that drive that I have of self-discovery. Yeah, and not pee in my Cheerios and not. not make, do you know Cheerios? what I mean? Like not
1: make me feel like I did not think you're going to say <laughs> I'm Sorry. Not pee in your Cheerios. Okay. Don't be in my so, Cheerios.
0: I don't know. Like, don't be a Debbie downer. Don't rain on my parade. Yeah. Don't rain on my parade. Don't pee in my
1: Cheerios. (laughs) You say the funniest stuff. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Because I think that's totally normal. So many of us get lost in motherhood and it's so time consuming and energy draining. And Mm -hmm. now that our kids, what's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Now that our kids are getting older, that changes a little bit because they start to be more independent and you're like, okay, well now who am I? And, I've aged more, I've matured more, I have different- Can I still do this? Do I still yeah, have it? Right, Am I... like
0: what do you do now? What, what do, you do you do? Where do you go? Do you know what's really funny is I, before I had kids, I worked at University of Phoenix and my very first job out of college was, I was an enrollment counselor, I helped adults. And so many of those students were our age now. So I was oh, like- Oh, really? Oh yeah, because it's right? more people who have already yeah, graduated they, they were or like, moved on. Or they hadn't finished college or whatever. They were coming back to college. They had done some in their younger years and then life happened yeah, and they had yeah, kids and whatever. That's like me. And my mom was one of those people She was oh. that I enrolled. and I, But she was like very much like my average type student where she was a mom, she didn't finish college, she had young kids at home. And my mom had me really young. So she was probably my age, so 41, when mm-hmm. I enrolled her at the University of Phoenix- But she, like so many other people said, I can't, like their excuse for not going back to college was, I'm so old. I, like, it's too late for me. Yeah. And then they would train us and be like, no, it's never too late. There's 80 year olds going to college, which was true. Yeah. But I actually am kind of mad at my 20 year old self for saying that. To so many people, middle aged, because did I didn't say? get it,
1: like that you can't go back I to school. Didn't, no, I didn't.
0: Oh. No, I would never say it. you can't. I did the script, like, no, that's not true. Sixty year olds and eighty year olds, and yeah. baby, they all go. But why are you mad at yourself school. for that? Because I didn't get it. Well, yeah. Like, How would you get it? You didn't 20 have, to get, right? Of course, but I didn't know that I didn't know, right? Right. Right. And so you, know, you don't know. What you don't I was know. just blowing. Smoke up their ass, kind of unknowingly. Like, I no, was you just good at it. my job. You're, you no, can do kidding. it, absolutely, which I will be your biggest cheerleader 100%. Yeah. But I never took into account th- that age is a factor. When you're in your 40s mm-hmm. or older or even mid 30 to late 30s, when you're thinking about going back to school, that's a really big deal. Totally. When you're trying to get your identity back, that's a huge deal. Okay. When you've lo- Right?
1: Yeah. So, well, anyways, first sorry, of all, you and I took. Co- College classes at our community college we did together. Yeah. And how overwhelming was that? Oh, it's so scary because we felt like grandmas. Oh my god. The The kids were all like 19 years old, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And it was hard. It was a lot of work. (laughs) It was was so hard. We like failed, didn't we? And you ended up taking in a different place, right? But also I was like, How did I do this when I was in my twenties? Like I was hardcore. I I graduated college. So yeah. We, you, you did too. And yeah. so it's like, we went back because we were thinking about doing something else, but like, I just remember like, <laughs> and we had to like ask the other students for help, like about like the formulas groups. and the math. Yeah. Because we were like, we don't remember this, but they're just fresh out of high school. They have, they remember like, all oh, this stuff. Remember yeah. Them? And yeah. I was like, Holy crap, this is overwhelming. I also just felt dumb, which I I'm not dumb a too. dumb person. I think cause we've because well, we, we had been, been out of it for so long. Yes. Yeah. school for such long We time. were not used to it, and if you just learned some of this stuff in high school, you're going to remember it. But we, it had been like 15 years since we had been in high school, so yeah, that we was didn't so remember nice it. To have
0: each other in that class, it totally was that to support each other. Because I will tell you, in like after week one, I probably would never have gone back after that. It was really if hard. I didn't have you.
1: Yeah. Like. I ended up
0: quitting, didn't I? <laughs> so. Yeah, I quit a little bit later. Yeah. But then I got a different, I went to a different class. Yeah, he that was, just that, not he the right was a very hard teacher. Very hard. Us, hard teacher. He was, he was hard. like the mad scientist guy. He totally so was. it wasn't hard. us. It was him. But
1: anyway, so yeah, you want to feel like you have friends that support you, right? So, yeah, so in that no moment, matter what like, that I is. I would have given up
0: had I not had you.
1: Right. But if you but, had a friend that was like, why are you going back to school? Like, you know, yeah. you're like, bye, friend. We don't need that in our
0: lives right well, now. But sometimes we don't say bye. Sometimes we take it and then we second guess. Like I have lots yes. of friends sometimes that will. Oh, sorry. That, well, so what that I, so i have not lots but several friends that have sort of and i don't know that they even know that they did this i think they think they're being supportive right yeah. but they're
1: well i can understand like, if a friend's ooh, concerned why are you doing that that you're doing something that might not be good for you mm-hmm. but to like rain on somebody's parade or pee in their Cheerios <laughs> or whatever you say. <laughs> um to do that, I feel like comes from a different place. It doesn't come from a place of like being concerned because you care about somebody. It comes from like a competitive place, maybe. maybe or an insecure place that like you're doing something and I'm not. I don't know. But I just know that like and I say like a lot and I just heard myself say it. So I'm gonna try not to. <laughs> but now it's gonna be like the elephant in the Did I just say it's no. Now it's okay. going to be like the elephant in the room. Yeah. Where I say That's it a million okay times because like. I said, I don't want to say it anyways. Like, like,
0: like, 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 like.
1: Oh my God. I can't believe how I talk after listening to myself on the podcast. Okay. So here's the, right. the next one. Do I like who I am around them? That's like, do they bring out the best in you or do they bring mm-hmm. out the worst in you? Are you an angry person around them? Are you a sad person around them? Are you a happy person around them? Like, how Are do they jealous? make you feel? Yes. Mm-hmm. If I had a friend that I was always jealous of or envious of, I'd be like, I don't want to be around that person anymore. Yeah. And maybe it's something I need to work like on, but it's no, but I feel like it, with social media today, I can think of several people that I have followed that have made me feel jealous or envious. Actually, that just happened. Social media recently. Somebody I'm not friends with anymore, but that I was friends with in the past, posted something, and that it triggered something. Struck a nerve with you? Yes, but I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) You have to Um, delete that out. No, it's okay. So the other question was, do I feel like myself around them? So I can relate to this in terms of like, the word like. I can relate to this in terms of. Being around people where you feel like you have to impress them. Mm -hmm. And so you don't feel like you're being yourself because you're afraid to say something that might offend them or you feel like you're not good enough. So you act a certain way because you want them to think about you a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that to me is just like a fake friendship because you're not being who you are because you're afraid you're going to offend them or They're not going to like you. Well,
0: especially now, right? With like the political climate that we're in. Oh my God, yes. It's like you can't talk about anything.
1: And I saw a post recently that said, why today we cannot just agree to disagree on things like about politics. I don't know. It's like today you get canceled. Today, if you say one thing that's the opposite of whatever the public narrative is, people hate you or attack you. And it's like, why can't we just agree to disagree? Like, why can't we just be adults about things? Or have a conversation or have a conversation. I mean, it's awkward. It can be super awkward. It reminds me of having a conversation with one of my friends that I haven't talked to since then, but we (laughs) talked about politics and we were, we left it really like, this is fine. Like we just have different political views, Mm -hmm. but the whole time it felt so uncomfortable.
0: And I don't Whenever think she felt each like other that after
1: that conversation. No, we or? haven't literally not seen each other since since then. that conversation. Yeah, but this was oh, during okay. COVID, so yeah. part of it was because nobody was seeing each other because of COVID. Yeah, but then the other part of it, so I it feel just like organically was, fizzled. I don't know. I feel like so. I do feel like it is harder to for me to see why somebody believes certain things. Mm-hmm. I can still respect somebody. Totally. And yeah. I still respect her. I don't not like her as a person. I just think that it's hard for me to relate to her now because I'm like, we are so different on something that for me is really important. Do you well, know what I mean? something that never probably would have come out ever prior to COVID,
0: right? Like yes. not something that we ever would have. Yes, we. I, I've had experiences like that too during COVID. And I feel yeah. like I've been, there are definite friendships that I had that we were a lot closer during COVID. Mm-hmm. And the problem- The problem wasn't me. Don't just kidding. It's not (laughs) me. never is. It's you. Yeah. But it sort of, I I mean, I say that jokingly, but it kind of was that. Like I never judged anybody for how they approached COVID. Not one person. Like I was, oh, my family and I always were of the mindset, you do what works for your family and there's no judgment there. Right. The problem that I had was people judging me for the way I chose to. Right handle the situation. And we followed the rules and the laws and all of that out in public. We did all of those things, but because we did stuff a little bit differently at home, people judged us and hated us and wanted to cancel us and ruin us. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I never once judged you. Like, why Why are you you judging judging me? me? What did I do? But
1: that's what I'm talking about. And And I think that's media driven. Maybe. Because a lot of that was you have to be this way. And if you're not, you're a grandma killer or you are you don't care about people yeah. and you're murdering people and all this crap, which we now, looking back three years later, know was just a bunch of like, people did awful things. And I think a lot of people regret it. And I don't-
0: Well, and they were scared and rightfully so. It that's was scary. Fu- that's right? fine. But well, to ever yeah.
1: treat people differently because of how, right. what they believe or whatever is such a big no-no to me. Mm-hmm. And at the time- I feel like I pointed that out to people that I knew and they didn't, they couldn't see it. So that's fine. I feel like people were like kind of under a spell with what was going on. And that's we all have our differences, right? So <laughs> it's like, just, it's just, if you made that mistake, I i do feel like just be the better person and apologize for it. But if you didn't, it's fine. Just, just agree to disagree. Like, why do we have to be so- Angry. Combative, yeah. yes, and mean and destroy people's lives over not agreeing with us on something. I just think it's yeah. Nuttyville that we live in. Okay, so the last <laughs> one <laughs> is, do they show an interest in me? So this is important because I feel like this is, there's a lot of one-sided friendships mm-hmm. where. And some that are a surprise at the end. I feel like once you come to
0: the end of a friendship, mm-hmm. it's a lot of times because of that. Because it's one-sided? Is my friend as invested in me as I am in them? Yes. Does that make sense? That's
1: like a hard thing to swallow, I feel like, because you might want to take it personally, but it's, it's not necessarily personally. It's personal. It might just be that person. And their personality know. or their, the way that they have friendships. Yeah, that's true. And do you know what I
0: mean? Totally. And I do believe that in this world, there are takers and there are givers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those one-sided friendships where that person, you're the only one, then you're obviously the giver.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you're
0: friends with the taker. It doesn't mean that they won't be there if you need them. You know, if there's an SOS, yeah. they'll probably come if they can.
1: Yeah. Right? They just might not
0: answer the phone the first time around.
1: <laughs> that's so sad. No, I... I have let go of friendships recently that I came to the realization is very one-sided. Yeah, I have too. And it's sad because they were childhood friends. And I was just like, you know, what is the point of me holding on to this friendship? Because it's not. You're filling their cup and they're not filling yours. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. If you're always the one reaching out or you're always the one. Mm-hmm. trying to stay in touch, then it's like, I don't know, I guess that they don't really care or maybe they're too busy for you and the, maybe they'll come back to you later in life. But either way, it's like you have to kind of come to well, the realization. That's okay. So that
0: goes to, I have this whole philosophy on chapter friends and the porch. Yeah. Right. T- talk about that. So I am a big believer in your life is like a book. Right. And you have these characters that come in and out of your life, just like you do in a great novel. And sometimes they're a part of the entire book. So, those are what I call your porch friends. Your porch friends are who you grow old with. And your porch friends, to your point earlier, you have one or two really good friends. Those are the people that you want to sit on the porch. When you're, you're 80, your bourbon or your sweet tea or your cosmos. <laughs> sweet
1: tea, <days>. And you're
0: <laughs> playing canasta or yeah. bridge. I
1: don't know what like, canasta is. It's but a but it's card right. game that old
0: people play. It's like, a, I've never heard of it. It's the dream. But you have, you know, your. Your tight-knit squad, maybe you've raised kids together, or you've been friends for a really long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The people that have your back. Are the people that have your back that you want to sit on the porch with and grow old with and spend your remaining days with, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have your chapter friends who come in and out of your life. Sometimes they are gone, like maybe they're just a one-chapter friend. Yeah. Maybe they're there, the first three and then they go away and they come back you know, right. years later and you rekindle. I know that I have a lot of friends that I used to be a part of this book club with all of these wives. None of us had kids back then. And we used to have book club once a month and we would go and it was so fun. And then slowly we started having kids and yeah. then book club turned into movie club because we didn't have any time to read the books. Right. And then movie club dissolved because we, you know, and then we had more kids and then we had sports and we had activities. Yeah. And so now, so it's been like, I don't know, five years or so since that book club has got together and they just resurrected. And I'm so excited about it because we haven't seen each other in years. And now we're rekindling, but it's a struggle. So this chat, who knows where this, if this is going to be, you know, something that's long lasting yeah. or if it'll fizzle out because we have, we all have kids with different things. Right. So yeah, we'll see yeah. how that goes. It's well, even
1: just listening to you talk about porch friends, I feel like it is hard. That is like a rare thing yeah. to find good friends these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just well, feel I like it's hard.
0: The hustle and bustle of life has made it really hard for us to have strong, like really deep rooted connections because we're all so busy. Yeah. So, so busy and so distracted. We're not taking the time anymore There's to so sit many things on the to porch and watch our kids play on the street, right? right? And playing cards or having happy hour. It's not like that anymore. It's you know, mom goes left and dad goes right because we're trying to get kids to their activities. Mm-hmm. Your activities are not necessarily what the kids that are in their classes. They're not yeah. surrounded by the same kids all the time. So you're not surrounded by the same parents all the time. Yeah. So those relationships become a little more surface level and way harder to maintain.
1: Yeah, I just feel like generations past had mm-hmm. easier times with that. Like my husband's grandparents who are now in their 90s they had a ton of friends that they kept in touch with for a long time, like a mm. long time. And I feel like those are their porch friends. Sometimes they yeah. would move to different states, but they'd still mm-hmm. stay in touch. So I just think now- Our in-laws are kind of like that too. Like our, your in-laws and my in-laws yeah. are a little bit yeah. older. No, my
0: mother-in-law has so many friends. It's insane. My mother-in-law and father-in-law have so many like couples group and right. church groups right. and six different couples but groups. I, but
1: but yeah. my point is, it's not like the amount of friends. It's more like the amount of good friends Mm -hmm. is harder to find. They raised
0: kids together. They threw showers for grandbabies together and maybe bridal showers for, you know, their daughters or daughter-in-laws or whatever. Yeah. There was, they just had more close knit
1: groups and I don't know what is the difference. They weren't
0: doing the things that we were
1: doing. They weren't. And it's a different generation. And I think we, I don't know if it's more distraction with like social media. I think there's a lot of people now that connect mostly through social media. Versus yeah. picking up the phone and calling somebody, or I mean, back then, like with my parent, my the great grandparents, that that would be like snail mail, you or know, they, like yeah, they'd write they write letters. letters. Yeah,
0: they did write letters. Yeah,
1: and so I don't. That's more meaningful, I think, mm-hmm. than text messages or. Well, and I think too, we're getting to the
0: age now where we're starting to like hold on to that and 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 connect more with that idea of being like more you're going, meaningful. B- yes.
1: Yeah. Because we are getting to the Asian more... life
0: where we're like kind of wondering, what's all this for? What's the purpose of everything? Where's this going? Yeah. Like what is why am I on this life? What am I gonna do with the second act that I have being midlife and all? Mm-hmm. Like what what happens next? And who am I gonna choose to spend that time with? Are they yeah. gonna be my chapter friends or my porch friends or a mix of both? I don't right. know. We're gonna find out. But Yeah. It's it's um, an interesting thing to think about. The porch is funny too, because you don't just, it just like qu- sort of organically happens. You don't really know who's on your porch until they're there.
1: Right, you right. Know? And
0: well. like, I've had people where I really thought would be on my porch. And it's not like, I don't like, you know, formally ask them to
1: sit on my porch. <laughs> they get a letter that says be on my porch.
0: It's a kind of a running joke with some of our friends, though, because yeah. people like it's a term that I use often. I know you've yeah. heard me like I refer have. to it a yes. thousand times. It's it's not like an official club. It's just more this idea that I have of how I want the rest of my life spent with my porch friends. Yeah. But I have there have been people that I feel like have kind of jabbed me a little bit like oh well what does it take to get on your porch and yeah when am I going to be on your porch and like you and I have kind of joked about it too but it's not like an official invite or this it's formal totally. like you were
1: cordially invited like you get sit. an invite in your email <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come no. be on
1: my porch you know I'm gonna write you a letter yeah snail mail yes <laughs> I love it I'm down for the snail mail there invite. is no invite it's just this beautiful idea
0: I have yeah with how I want to spend because
1: I think it means that you really value friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, I think some people can take them or leave them type of thing. I'm a very independent person. So I don't have to, like, it's, it kind of goes back to me having like the core friends where I don't need to have like 50, 50- people on my Mm -hmm. list to be, I don't know. It's just, I'm more independent like that. But I do think that friendships are very important. I think we're in a point in our life where it becomes more important Yeah. because when you're in like the cloud of motherhood, you're just so busy taking care of kids. And then all of a sudden you wake up from that cloud. I always felt like I had woken up when my kids started sleeping through the night and like I was a zombie for so long. And then you kind of slowly regain everything that we do, like in our appearance,
0: right. And our effort in life and I look at all these memes all the time or these funny videos of like, you know, moms making fun of like their actual hot mess look and Yeah. You know, and I I think it's funny to laugh at, but also that's real life. Like that's how I feel most of the time. Yeah. Like a zombie. Totally. And that that whole idea of like I was I I lost I lost myself. Totally in having my kids, and
1: I did I for a few years. I don't, I don't know why that bothers me when people say that because you didn't lose yourself. Oh, I did. I a thousand percent. What do you
0: did. mean by that? I've lost all my street cred. I, oh. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I used to be able to like change a tire on a flat. What? I, I don't know that I could do that anymore. I don't think I yeah. could do it. But these are like, like normal. I had to jump life your car, things. right? I that never would have been a problem for me. And like, remember when I yeah, your car yeah. was like the battery died? But or whatever? But what happened
1: like, with you having kids? What does that change? I just like I started
0: relying on my husband. And then I just like took the kid route. Like, oh, I can't have kids. <laughs> and then I stopped taking care of myself. Like, Well, I understand you not taking care of yourself. And I understand. I don't want, my yoga. I don't want that anymore. Being had, so caught up. like I had a degree, you know, and I ha- I still have it. But do you know what I mean? I went to college. I had a career. I yeah. got that part of my life was over. And then I, then my identity became mom, mom and wife. Yeah. And now my kids are older where There's they don't just... necessarily need me as much anymore. Right. And I'm trying to figure out I, I don't know if I want to be who I was or if this is like my reinvention or yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my self discovery, read my self rediscovery, I guess. Right. And what I'm now discovering. So I used to be like the party hopper, right? I had mm. a billion friends. Yeah. And I still do and I love all of them. They're yeah. great. But they're not they're it's like more like a billion acquaintances. Yeah,
1: and you ha- and it takes work to yeah. continue that. So it's like do you want to put in the effort for a bunch of people that are kind of shallow mm-hmm. friends or do you care more about like you don't have as much time. Do you care I more about yeah. spending that quality time with somebody versus just going to get a drink with somebody for an hour and, you know, doing that with 50 other people? Like it's, it's like what, yeah. what matters to you in your life? And I think it is kind of a reinvention because you're not the same person that you used to be. No, Motherhood changes you. Being a mm-hmm. wife changes you. Sacrificing Being yourself. at a certain
0: age in a certain decade yes, changes, you. changes you. Yeah.
1: you. You're not the same person. So I think it's kind of fun to look at it like in reinvention because you're... <laughs> I don't know why it just, I always think of you like people like awaking after motherhood because yeah. it's, you, you put so much effort into being a mom that when you come out of it, you do kind of, I guess what I see what you're saying you're about like, coming like out of hibernation yourself. almost. You like, are, like, that's what it feels like. Oh, yeah. what did I miss? Yeah, what okay. did I miss? back <laughs> to life, doing back to life. That's, That's cool. seriously what yeah. it was because I was yeah. so focused on my kids, I didn't yeah. care about anything else. Literally anything else. It's hard. It's so energy consuming and time consuming mm-hmm. and everything. It's just so so different. But I think we are at an age now where they're becoming more independent, and so then we start to like look at our own lives and say, "What now? Like, what am I doing? My turn. Yeah, now it's your turn. Yeah. But I don't think it's like I'm not like ready to let go of being a mom. Like they're still no. they still need us, but it, at the same time, it's. You want to look at. They're just a lot
0: more self-sufficient now. Yes. yes. So that hopefully frees up our time for the reinvention. So
1: yes. Yeah. Getting back to the friends, this list I found on huffpost.com, it said, so what kinds of friends do I want to hang on to? And she came up with this list. So number one, friends who are up for anything. Do you agree with that? No. Is that more like a 20-year-old thing? Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> are you ready to like, go rob a circle, K? Yes. I want to go right in a hot
0: air balloon? Pass. <laughs> oh
1: God, no. Stop. I want friends You and your who, hot air balloon.
0: Oh, my God. Get me out of that hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: oh, I'm yeah, going to we'll, make you go on one one day. No, he will not. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I all will. right.
0: I'm starting to sweat just thinking about it. <laughs> I cannot go in the hot <laughs> air balloon. Please don't make me do it. You're like traumatizing. See, but look at us. We are lifelong friends. Yeah. And I'm not up for anything, clearly.
1: Yeah, so you're off, it. off my list. No, I'm just but
0: I will support you. And I'll be at the, at the, I'll go, I'll drive you there. And then I'll wait for you to get off.
1: And you can tell me how amazing
0: it is and how much fun you maybe, had. So
1: maybe look at it like this. Because we work out together, even though you're mm-hmm. out of commission. I just got the approval to do yoga. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. let's don't do like it. I yoga,
0: but I was like, how about Pilates? Yeah, that's a lot of different. And by Pilates, I mean Legree.
1: <laughs> so, no, you can't do that. So, friends who are up for anything, she gives the example of a 5K pathway through the woods... What? A huge slip and slide and a fire pit you had to jump over? A lot of middle-aged women wouldn't go for this, but a few of my adventurous friends did, and I love them for it. So maybe she means uh, So I look at it like working out. Like, let's go try this new workout. Like, you're down to do that with me.
0: Totally. You're not going to be like, nah. Never. I would never do that. You would totally just do whatever. Okay, so maybe what she means is up for anything with people you share- Interests with. Interests and like common interests with.
1: Yes. Not. I don't want
0: to go- Minus the hot air balloon. Yeah. Because you're interested in that. I'm not. But I will go try a new workout class with you.
1: I'm not interested in the hot hair, but I just like to <laughs> make you sweat. <laughs> oh my God. And I think it's funny. So yes, I, think I do it's think that. Okay, so, so up like for anything with anything meeting, like, people that are- Yeah, but like, if I wanted to like learn how to cook, would you go to a cooking 1, class with yes. me? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I think she means. I don't think she means like anything too crazy. Better
0: up for anything in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah.
1: like that you would be interested in. Totally, okay, yeah. Okay, second, friends who are upbeat. Yeah, you don't want a Debbie Downer or <laughs> it's Eeyore. exactly what she said.
0: She goes, you know the opposite of this type, the Debbie Downers. Because Debbie Downers just pull you down. And you can't yeah. have two Debbie Downers don't make a right, right? Like I came in here this morning before we started recording and like I just said to you. Aaron, and you were a like, Debbie Downer. No, like, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm not really into this. I feel like Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> and we, but now we're like giggling, right? So yeah. we didn't both pull each other down to the right. Eeyore. Right. Debbie Downer land. We're both.
1: So I think there we are. lift
0: each other up. We listen to each other. Yes. We support each other.
1: you're not, it's not saying you're not allowed to have moments of realness where you need a friend to cry on their shoulder. Like I'm here for you for that. Yeah. I think this is more like a friend that's always coming to you with your problems. Yeah here's my problems today. And then I'm going to call you tomorrow and be like, (laughs) here are my problems today. And then be here. Like the the always constantly talking about the negatives or always just kind of, and that's, that goes back to what you said, the givers and the takers too, where it's like, is this person always going to give you their shit and you just have to take it or does it go both ways? And obviously somebody is not happy 24 seven, but you don't want a friend who's sad 24 seven. Right. I think there has to be a balance. Like
0: sometimes friends go through things and it might be a little bit longer than, a conversation yeah right? and Could if you can't have a friend
1: weeks. that can be but, there for something mm-hmm. hard then they're not really a friend either yeah they're only there for the good times fuck that person yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> third you're out. you're out you're out of the chapter third friends who are loyal i think that's super important i think it's like one of the most important it's things. probably the number one thing yeah. right mm-hmm. i know you're huge on this like you want somebody who has your back totally yeah i am too Because, and and that's probably because I've had friends who haven't had my back so Mm -hmm. much. I think that's like a girl thing, like stab you in the back. I don't, I don't know if I was like meant to be
0: a boy, but I never understood that. (laughs) Meant to be a boy? (laughs) I don't, I mean, I am emotional like a girl. Yeah. Like normal, you know, emotional estrogen driven girls are. But I don't, I love lifting each other up and If you want to go out and, you know, become an influencer or go start a, you know, rock business, whatever you want to do. I don't care. A rock business? Yeah. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but if you want to do it, I freaking believe in you, man. If you want to start collecting rocks, do that. I believe in you. I'll support you. Yes. I will cheer you on. I will ask you about it every single day. But when I come out and say, I'm going to start a rock business or... And I'm A like podcast hmm. or whatever it is. I want you to do that for me, too, because it, I need that. I, I need my bucket filled, too. Yeah. You know, I need the love and support also, because yeah. what we're all doing is really scary, especially when you're putting yourself out there.
1: Right. Which at our age, everything we do is putting ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. So I like what she says, so I was going to read it. It said, let's face it. It's so much easier to be judgmental than to remain silent when someone is spreading gossip about a friend. I'm fortunate enough to have at least a few people in my life who I believe are sincerely and openly happy for me when something nice occurs. They don't talk about me behind my back, but rather they watch and revel in my glory without an inkling of bitterness. And I do the same for them. After all, loyalty is a two way street. Yeah. That's so, interesting. I like that. I think being loyal is, yeah, maybe standing up for a friend if somebody's gossiping about them. But I also think like what she said is supporting them and then vice mm-hmm. versa, you supporting them and them supporting you and not being bitter when somebody's doing something that well, you're not doing. Sometimes I think it's,
0: Natural to feel a little bit bitter,
1: yeah. If somebody's but doing I, something, I think if you're a good friend, you catch yourself,
0: yeah, and you're and like, you do it on the inside, maybe, or yes. you talk to like, yes, your partner about it, or maybe a family well, member, to another. And but it's not about that person per se, no, right? It's, like, no, that's about you. It's about you, yes, and what for sure you're. Go- I know, I've I've fallen guilty of this. Many times, where I'm like, "Oh, must be nice." In my head, I would never say that to somebody else. Yeah, because I know it's just me wishing that I have found whatever that niche is, right? Or right. whatever that thing is that right. they're doing. And it comes I'm from a place of being insecure, searching for that, and then I'm so happy for them that they're doing it. But there's also a little bit of like,
1: totally. Hey, I Sometimes I, I feel like I've had to catch myself and be like. You know, yes, I feel insecure about this because I want to also be doing that, or I want or I want that for my family, mm-hmm. or I want that for me. Yeah. And then you have to catch yourself and be like, you know what, this is a moment for them and I am happy and supportive of totally. them. if you don't feel happy and supportive, then you probably aren't really a good friend to you're them. You're not a good friend. And if you're gonna go
0: out and tell everybody how shitty they are, yes. or how lame they are, or make fun of them by mocking them or whatever, then right. you're you're not a good friend. And if they're doing that to us, they're not a good friend.
1: Yeah. Because really, you're just taking your insecurity out on them. Mm -hmm. So the next one was friends who make the effort. This is a hard one. It's. She says, it's taken me about five decades to fully realize how important friends are who make an effort. She's been the one that says, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while, and then they reach out. But she's often wondered whether these friendships would simply go up in smoke if I stopped getting in touch. And I kind of already talked about that friendship that I recently feel like I've mm-hmm. let go because I felt like I was the only one reaching out. I really like this because it's something that I've
0: been thinking about a lot lately mm-hmm. with friendships. Yeah. And... I was talking with my sister a couple of weeks ago and she, I forget how she brought it up or whatever, but she, we were talking about friendships and she said, I hope she doesn't mind that I say this. She said that her husband is a terrible friend. He's not a good friend.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, I never, it never occurred to me to like, ju- like, think about that as my brother-in-law being a good friend. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, he doesn't make the effort in friendships. Yeah. He's all about convenience. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So then it made me think about my own friendship. friendship. Yeah. And because I am like a friend, not a friend hopper, but I'm a friend, social butterfly. A social butterfly. Yes. I am friends with so many people that I started, especially lately, kind of reevaluating all of those friendships, wondering like which ones are important, which ones. I have literally this, I have less than maybe five friends, no, six, I'll say seven tops Mm -hmm. that are constantly reaching out. And I'm so thankful for them because I just realized that they are the ones that are reaching out more than I'm doing to them. Yeah, You're one of those people. Like you're in that seven. Right. So, and then, but I- I mean, the podcast would be over if you didn't. No, I'm i know, just kidding. Really I'm just yeah, kidding.
1: Know, like, That's it. That would be super like, awkward. Do you know what I
0: mean? I, I have, I've been thinking a lot about that because you know what? I don't think I've actually been a good friend because I've been too busy socializing with everyone else.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that because sense? that, but this goes back to what we said in the beginning about mm-hmm. having 50 shallow friends or a few core right. friends. Yeah. If you're spread so thin, keeping in touch with 50 mm-hmm. people, then you don't have that time yeah. and effort to put into and those few friends that really matter. That turns into a very lonely life. Yes, well, because yeah. I don't know. Some people might like that, to be I, honest. I used to like it. But I know people who are happy with that. They don't need people that are in their lives like as a best forever. friend, ever, like that? <laughs> no, I think they could be in their lives forever, but they, they like having a larger group of friends that are as more shallow friendships. And then there's people who don't care as much about that. And then there's probably people in between. I mean, everybody's different. Right. But yeah. I think some people are okay with that. I think we're at a point in our life where we're starting to look at those things differently. And as this researcher said in the Psychology Today episode, I don't know why my voice just decides to crack. She said that when they study older people, they they naturally prune their friendships as they get older because Mm -hmm. they realize time is running out and they don't have the time to spend communicating with 50 people or whatever. So I think that that naturally happens as we get older for some people. I, listening to you say that, I'm surprised that you chose me and that what you were saying, because I am not a good friend and Austin has called me out. My husband has called me out on this multiple times because I don't put the effort in and I don't reach out and I don't phone call and I don't text. I'm trying to be better about it because I want people to know. And it's not that I don't care about them. I think when we had little babies, I feel like I've seen memes that were like, don't worry, mama, I'm still your friend. I just right now have to like change 50 diapers. It's when you are so overwhelmed and in zombie land, which is what I felt like when I had little kids, I didn't have the effort and time to reach out to my friends. So my friends who didn't have kids naturally kind of fell away because they didn't understand what I was going through. But the moms like you were friends when I had a baby. We still stayed in touch because you understood that just because I'm not calling and texting you every day doesn't mean that I don't care about you anymore. I was in the thick of it. Like, what do we used to say? We used to say we were in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because so many people who aren't in the trenches, I feel like parents of us, like they don't understand. Like our parents? Yeah, okay. like our parents or our in-laws or Well, they don't friends, it's just a different time. They don't understand. Yeah. They forget what it's like to be in the trenches. Mm-hmm. When you're in the trenches with the little kids, it is hard to do anything. Like let alone take a shower and make yourself breakfast mm-hmm. versus keeping up with all of your friends. Yeah. So those friendships kind of like fall off. But I am in the habit of not reaching out to them. I think when you're younger, you see your friends all the time. So you don't have to do that. So maybe I never developed the skills of like staying in touch with people. But I will say that the friends that I recently said that I stopped making an effort, I felt like I was the only, always texting them like not every day, but like just texting to stay in touch. And mm-hmm. they were never the ones reaching out to me. So I was just like, bye. I'm so done. that makes you a good friend. Yeah, but I don't, but I, but I am not the type of person, maybe this is why I don't have 50 of the so-so friends is because I don't make that effort. But you
0: do where it matters. So like hearing you, I hear what you're saying totally, but you're like, our friendship was never like that. Do you know what I mean? Because we made the effort and we were just talking about this last week. Yeah, but I
1: will say, I feel like you were the one making more of the effort in the beginning just because. When I would text you park question. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like you were just better at, you were just better at that.
0: Well, I had to get out of my house, and I didn't want to hang out with my kids by myself.
1: Yeah. most of the time, like right. they were going to be off playing in the playground, and I'd be sitting there like peeping. Mm-hmm. But and those I needed a buddy those too. are the things that like, saved <laughs> us for for our sanity. Yeah, getting out and pl- like we did so many things with our firstborn.
0: Yeah, your kids are like your wingmen.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that changes as you get older. Like I said, I'm trying to be better about it. Um, I'm actually having lunch with a f- with a friend right after this podcast that Ooh, I haven't talked to. What's her name? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> How dare because, you? Her no, name in listen. Of <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Just kidding. No, but I. She's a friend that I knew from high school, and I was like, I'm gonna reach out to her because I haven't seen her in a long time. I love that. That's great. I know, and I. I feel like I'm like thinking back on my life of who I've been friends with that I have kind of not stayed in touch with, and who do I still want to stay in touch with, and yeah. making that effort and being like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to meet up for lunch mm-hmm. or whatever? but those are the friends like that you want to have on your porch or whatever you, want them on the you know porch. like there's those chapter friends that were there for whatever and mm-hmm. so i don't know it all goes back to what matters to you yeah and what what you find value in i guess so the last one cuz we got to get going is friends who are honest. So she said, this may be the hardest friend to come by. The person who will rip off your rose-colored glasses and tell you, stop already. This guy isn't good for you, move on. I recently had a friend tell me that I seriously needed to lose weight. (laughs) What? Ouch. What? (laughs) Talk about a kick in the gut. But once I'd picked up my jaw off the floor, I realized she was a good enough friend to tell me the truth. I don't know, that is very interesting. The fact that someone had noticed my weight gain and then had the courage to say something about it made me double up my effort to get in. To get fit mm-hmm. if you find someone who will tell you the truth in an honest attempt to help hang on to them for dear life first of all i am an honest a person. girl that's carrying an extra load right now <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> i appreciate you not telling me that because i stop.
0: own a mirror, i would and never I, know. <laughs> I don't
1: feel like i would ever tell anybody that yes they know they know i know that i'm a little heavier everybody who all. gains weight yeah. knows that they gain weight yes. it's not like a surprise to them however but yes i do agree with that if have- you came to me honestly asking an opinion mm-hmm. It would still be hard. I'm trying to think of if I It could would be do really it. hard. And
0: I actually have an example that this happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. There was something that happened, and it was super awkward and really embarrassing for me. And three of my friends were standing there, and only one of them had the courage to do it, to tell what? me what was actually happening. Just, you know, mom stuff.
1: Okay. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what you're it's talking just, about. It's just like different, you know, like mom stuff. So, I mean, oh, you're be... still talking about the weight thing. And I was like, oh, no, what? No, 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 Who? no, What? Listen, no, I know what you're talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to
0: get the jab in before anybody else on my way because I have a mirror and I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> I will not let anybody get to me. Totally. <laughs> if
1: you told it. me, Ariel, you need to lose some pounds, I'd be like, thanks, Captain Obvious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wouldn't if motivate you tell me, me that I have to lose weight. We're
0: not friends then because we won't go out to eat together. Like, <laughs> come on, get out of here with that advice. Oh, that's me I, will I, say, I know
1: what she's saying. That's a weird example. It's really fucking hard. It is hard. really
0: hard. And it's actually kind of a moment, like this line in the sand of friendship. Yeah. Only because I literally had this happen to me. And it had something to do with my son being left out of something, and three mm-hmm. of my friends were there, and only one of them told me the truth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was so hard for her to tell me. It's
1: that. awkward. It's awkward. It's you don't know how somebody's going to react. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. It's it's a very difficult thing. But also, if
0: you know the person well enough mm-hmm. and you're connected with them enough, you should be able to have those difficult conversations. Yes. We have had difficult conversations. Yes. And we put the effort and the work into our friendship to know that when we have those difficult conversations, we're going to get through them.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I we had a difficult conversation in first grade and it made us closer. Mm-hmm. I think we became better friends after that. Yeah. But it was really hard. I think we both cried. It was awkward. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: And I think of two things.
1: Oh, okay. But well, you either said way, first grade, so it had to be with our kids. Yeah, it was with our yeah. kids. But anyways, yeah, it is hard. I even find it hard to tell friends when they have something in their teeth <laughs> because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> awkward right because you're like oh I yeah I'll tell tea. you yeah but it is but I know why people don't do yeah. it so I don't think somebody's a bad person if they don't but it is it is no hard. I don't
0: think it's a bad thing at all but those are the people you want on your porch that yes, can have, not you want the people that can tell you like if you're gonna tell me I'm fat you're off the porch <laughs> such but a if you're weird going example. to have
1: the <laughs> hon- the honest yeah you're kicked off I mean, if you thought you looked fabulous, it's like, honestly, who cares, too? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. That is such a weird, a weird example. Point. But but the, the point of it is
0: re- like spot on. Like you want yes. people to act. This just goes back to people having your back yes. and knowing like, yes, this isn't personal. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be really difficult for you to hear. But our friendship is strong enough that I know you're going to be OK. Yeah.
1: The problem is, is that sometimes people don't see things like she did give the example of like that guy's not good for you. That is backfired oh. on me. I have told a friend, like, this guy is not good for you. Mm -hmm. She basically stopped talking to me after that. But I think later on in life, she realized that that person wasn't the right person for them. When you're in it, it's hard for somebody to see something. And maybe I said it the wrong way. I don't know. This was when I was younger, so I could have definitely fucked it up. But I think I will always feel good about myself if I feel like I'm doing the right thing and telling the truth. I am like a huge, huge, huge stand up for what's right. Tell the truth. It's harder when it's people you care about. Oh, so hard because you don't like you said you don't want to hurt their feelings. It can be awkward, but it is the right thing to do. I think so many people choose the easy route and decide not to stand up for their friend or tell them the truth about something because it's it it, it can be a sticky situation. Totally, you can sometimes yes, lose friendships because of that. But I think if the friend is really a good friend, they'll mm-hmm. come back to you. Totally. When they realize sometimes they're you might wrong just need a minute. Or, yes, yes. Yeah. As long as it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Like telling somebody the fact. I don't know if that's coming from a good place. Like, no. Like we said, you know, if you need to lose weight. So it's just, that's a super weird one. But
0: I have a mirror, actually. <laughs> also, I can tell that my pants are tighter. I don't wear jeans totally. for that reason. <laughs>
1: totally. I am going to have to go buy dresses for this summer because my shorts don't fit me anymore. Yeah.
0: Who cares? (laughs) It's fine. We're going to be fine. It's
1: fine. It's fine. Well, we are going to wrap
0: this up, but let's do a challenge with testing ourselves and the kind of friends we are. Am I what? a good friend? I'm going to reach out to. I'm going to be better at reaching out to my to the friends that have made an effort.
1: Yes, like go. You're going to say you're going to get off of the podcast an, and go do that. I'm going to start. Yeah, I've even thought about this, and I don't know why this popped in my head. I really want to like. I'm. I used to be a big thank you note writer. We talked about this. So we don't do this. that anymore, but I used to really, be really big into thank you notes. I feel like sending friend car friends to like car. Why can't talk? Boop 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 boop. Sending cards to friends that have been like okay. Maybe they were chapter friends, but even mm-hmm. just like acknowledging that and being like, "You were in my life at this time, and it really meant a lot to me." Like just saying something kind about okay, your friendship. So we're we gonna send cards to friends this week. I mean, I I've thought about doing it. I'm not saying right. you have to do it. It's oh, whatever it. you want to do. Three.
0: This will mean a lot because you know how I feel about what cards. But yeah, you don't do them. But a thank you note, <laughs> I do love.
1: I mean, I, I do, so I like getting we have a mutual friend no. that sent me a note because I started this mom group. I know we talked about it on the podcast mm-hmm. and she ended up moving back to her home state mm-hmm. in Nashville. And she wrote me a card when she left that was like, thank you for all of she the things. She me one too. And I loved that. that. So I nice. still have I that card. I kept it because that meant a lot to me. And how often do you get handwritten notes from people like saying something mm-hmm. nice? Never. I get them a lot. <laughs> What? Better Fuck you. And I am. I'm, no, I don't get what them do a lot. What do you mean you get them a lot? You I, have. Do you have people writing you cards for being my, my friend, friend Mary, all the time? My
0: friend Mary and my friend Savannah, both of them are big card writers. Yeah. And they write, They ju- like, Savannah will send a Valentine's Day card or. Yeah. Well that's nice. Like a random
1: card. I think random cards are the best.
0: And I always am like, God, I want to do that. I'm not talking
1: like for your birthday and they pour your heart out or something like that. I'm saying like random cards. In the month of March,
0: I might get a card from her. That's so nice. And some like I love that. And then my friend Mary does that. And they're both of them are very, very, very good at reaching out, staying in touch. See, I'm I'm not I am not good at that.
1: So to let
0: me know and probably other friends of theirs know that they're loved and cared about. So my walk, my takeaway from this mm-hmm. and my challenge is I'm <laughs> going to do that. I'm going to do a Savannah and Mary.
1: Good. I'm going to do it too because I've been thinking about week,
0: it. And then I'm going to report back next week.
1: I'm going to do it too because I am not the friend that's good at reaching out and sending those mm-hmm. cards. But I love that your friends do that. And I yeah. want to be one of those friends because I me think too. it's important. I want to be one of those friends too. Because that's so nice. I want to be invited on the porch you know to whose porch
0: i don't know someone tell me
1: their names no, no, <laughs> no one's invited me to their porch <laughs> Shut up. you'll get the e don't worry <laughs> No, I love it. Okay, so I think that's a good place to stop. So if you guys feel challenged to do the same thing, please do it. We would love to hear from people if you actually do anything that we tell you to do on the podcast (laughs) or that we're doing. If you wanna do it too, I think it would be so awesome. You could DM us on Instagram at mob squad podcast. You can email us. I think it's the (laughs) mob Sorry. Oh my god, you
0: never remember. I
1: have no <laughs> idea. I think it's I don't even know what it is. But you can DM us on Mop Squad Podcast and let us know. Or you can comment on we usually <laughs> share a screenshot of the podcast uh, of episode each week. So you can comment on that as well. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you. Let us know. And if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends. Let people know, like, hey, I found this podcast and I'm really enjoying it. Check it out. Or if there's a certain episode that you love, please share it because that will help our podcast grow, and then we can keep doing this. If not, we might have to not get jobs. Yeah. So please do really that. Go to
0: work. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.